What's up, everybody? Hi. It's time to get buck wild. Buck wild. That's right. It's time to get buck wild. I always definitely, I was probably 15. Mm-hmm. When I re- learned that it was Buck Wild and, and not, not butt, butt wild. wild, it's time to get Butt Wild. Like, yeah, I mean, that's it's more evocative than Buck Wild. Yeah, Butt Wild is. I mean, that's a valid statement. I think it means something a little different. I definitely can visualize Butt Wild more than Buck Wild. Oh yeah, no, there are plenty of uh, places on the internet to see people getting Butt Wild. Uh, safe search off. Uh. Welcome to the show, everybody. Hi, this is the after show where we talk about the show that happened before. Uh, but more really, we just kind of take your questions and comments and calls. I'm Jeff. That's Ben down there doing Ben things. Hello. Only Ben things. It's a Ben thing. You wouldn't understand. That's what it says on my shirt. That's right. Read the shirt. Mother effer. Uh, we got a few ways you can get it in touch with us. Uh, one live via discord. You can call us. Instructions for that are in the chat. Two, live, not via voice, uh, you can hit the ask a question button at the top of the chat page and type in a question and we will see it in theory. Uh, and thirdly, you can send us a voicemail by calling our Google voice number, which uh, the phone number for that is 707-EXIT-FLU, E-X-I-T-F-L-U. That's right. Dozens of people figure it out every week, so you can too. That's right. If those dozens can, there's nothing stopping you from also translating those letters into numbers, which re- we should really do one of these days, uh, and just read out the numbers. I don't know. I wonder if there's something nah. else. Nah, forget it. Exit flu. Give it a call, and uh, we will uh, process those voicemails and take some of them. Last week, we built a list of your top 10 of uh, the definitive uh, binding official top 10 games featuring a double jump. Um, how the voicemails uh, generally as you were, as you were scanning through them. Uh, Honestly, pretty, pretty, not that many people, you know, there's some people, some people out there with their opinions, but mm-hmm. it's kind of all over the place. Uh, maybe the one I saw more than anything was the demon hunter from world of Warcraft. Okay. Uh, with the evidence being that they, a lot of people found some really glitchy stuff early on. I bet that yeah. they had to like f- frantically patch around. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, see, people people really uh, respect that list. I think I think we did a good job with it. Yeah, it's uh, it's the list. In fact, uh, I went to a friend's place to pick something up last night, and he was playing some Rocket League, mm-hmm. and I was just standing there watching him for a while, just like man. That's a good fucking jump. It's a good jump because you can jump and you can jump again. And then when you're jumping again, you can like flip, which feels great. Yeah. It just feels great. Uh, I'm hearing uh, you could push the red one button in the middle panel. You push that. Thanks. Chat via Jan. (laughs) Okay. Uh... Let's see here. Um, how are you doing down there in the voicemails? You want to maybe start it off with one? Yeah. Or, okay. We can start off with a voicemail for sure. Let's get it kicking. Let's I get think it that's kicking. What they say. Let's get it kicking. Let's get it kicking. Hang on. Let me try it. Let's get it kicking. Hey, Jeff and Ben. There you go. I just got a little rant that I need to do. Oh, good. And hopefully you'll listen. 
<laughs> Hopefully the world will listen. I'm so sick and tired of so many games having the color coding system for gear and loot. You got white, then you got green, then you got blue, then you got purple, and you got like a yellow or an orange. And I remember when that used to mean something back in the day in World of Warcraft. Oh, yeah. But now it's like every single game has it. And you're getting blues and purples way early on in the game, and then you get a white that, you know, has has a higher spec. And it's like, well, what the hell's the point of this? Every single game has it. Even Call of Duty has it with their uh, Battle Pass and Fortnite. They all have it. With their Fortnite. I was yep. surprised if NBA 2K had it. Damn kids in their Fortnite. Is this just going to be the standard? Is this going to be what we have to deal with for the end of times? Or until something else comes along that I then call about yes. years after and rant about the system, it's easily identifiable, but I agree that, like, getting rare loot, there's just so much loot in games these days Right. I'm never like, oh, shit, check out this loot I got. It's just like, uh, More stuff to sift more through. More stuff, more garbage to sell. Yeah. I, I appreciate games that have, like, an auto junk, like, hey, anything below this rarity tier, just throw the fuck away. Or ideally, it's something that's like, hey, if this is worse than my current item, just don't even fucking show it. Just turn it into fucking beans or coins or whatever the fuck I'm collecting. Please turn it into beans. Please turn it into beans. <laughs> you got seven beans. Oh, great. I must have found a extra gun compared to the one I... Yeah, that's... So, I mean, you know, items have to have levels on them. If you got a rare item and it was always better than everything else you always picked up, then, you know, A, it would be, be truly rare, I guess. But also... If you found one early in the game, that would kind of break it. Uh, you need to kind of have the, you know, like, like the drops need to mean something from beginning to end and beyond. So you need to find common loot that just outlet. Like, hey, the common loot in the city is better than the rare loot at the farm. Or vice versa, depending on the game. I don't know. But, you know, like that, that whole thing of just like, hey, you're, you're moving from area to area, ideally. That isn't, isn't always the case. But, hey, you move somewhere else. It's like, hey, this is... Closer to the weapons factory, so you're going to find newer stuff. I don't know. You can fucking write a dumb reason in your head all you want. I think it makes sense. Uh, but also, yeah, I don't know. Like, nothing is truly rare. I think it Damn. should be, uh, you know, in, in this day and age, digitization, infinite copies of a thing, nothing's rare. Video games used to have some rarity, and you still run into that, but it's always like physical copies of a thing that's available some other way. You know, like, oh, this sealed copy of this game is technically rare, but the game's everywhere. Game's all over the internet. Doesn't matter. There's nothing truly rare about it. And that's a good thing. People should have access to stuff. Yeah. I think rarity, especially artificial manufactured rarity. Like diamonds. Like diamonds and Jordans. Beanie babies. Yeah. The truly rare, valuable things. Uh, maybe uh, they should change what the terms are. And I think some games maybe do this. So instead of saying common, uncommon, rare, legendary, mythic, or, you know, whatever they got, uh, you could have, uh, you know, it, it could be more like superior quality, fantastic quality. This is a brand new item, you know, like like that type of thing. 
So it's like, hey, your common items are going to be well-worn and your item with like one buff on it is going to be, you know, good, standard, or something like that. And then it kind of goes up from there. Yeah, I like when you are can very clearly tie like what a – like this color means it has two perks. This color means it has three perks. Like when you have a very quick – like right. you'll know exactly what you're getting from yeah. loot in the game. I feel like I played something recently that did that really well, but I can't remember what. Might have been Nino Cooney or something. Was it Tap Titans Two? No. Oh, okay. I got a clan. You get in. No, I'm. Okay. I got a. Okay. Mm-hmm. The only tapping I'm doing is tapping to the rhythm. You can rhythmic. Oh, well, all right. Yeah. No, I, I think uh, maybe they just changed the the naming system around that stuff. Uh, to not say rare. And the rarity can be implied. Like, hey, a really nice version of this sword is going to be harder to find than the common fucked up version. They made a lot of these swords, but a lot of them are fucked up. Makes sense. It does. Uh, the follow-up question here. What if rarity went back to being communicated through something other than colors? Says uh, Fidal Favi. Fid- Fiddle Favi, I'm going to well, say. Just like how many adjectives you put on it? Sure. Like of the wolf. Uh, super ultra mega epic mace i think ui design like having color-coded ui design is just like a good at a glance thing yeah like you could do both uh but i think like having ones where like okay i've got an inventory full of shit which shit is the shit i need to look at to know if it's better than the shit i'm already using color coding helps with that you know it's a it's a convenient thing i don't know it just it works well i don't know I i don't have a i ain't got a problem with it uh, but yeah, I, I would love to see more beans in games. I would love that. Mm-hmm. Nico of Death. It's, uh, I was just going to say, yeah. uh, we talked about the Dragon Ball movie uh, on the Giant Bombcast, but it's funny that they kind of always have to explain away why they don't have sensu beans anymore. There's just so many moments. I, I watched a little bit of Super and this movie, and both of them have like, they're like, hey, do you have any sensu beans? No, I forgot them. <laughs> okay let's keep fighting <laughs> it's pretty good yeah and then i had to explain what incentive beans were to my two friends who didn't know anything about uh, dragon yeah. ball because the audience really laughed when they <laughs> mentioned the <laughs> idiots uh, now people keep asking if i'm gonna go see that and no no i'm not gonna go see that uh because i i have not gotten to that point in the story it wouldn't make sense to go see it um Nico of Death says, poor Onomusha remaster reviews got me thinking. Should remasters be reviewed on just the remaster work or the game as a whole? I feel like you're either going to mislead newcomers on the quality of the game or fans on the quality of the remastering. I think you kind of have to address both. That's why, you know, there tends to be text with a review. You know, yeah. uh, you, you can kind of address both of those things in the text and the score can kind of sum that up. But I, I think you have to. You have to speak to both uh, to a certain extent because some people are going to be coming into it for like, hey, was this remastered well? Was this game I like remastered well? And then you'll have other people going like, I didn't play this game. Did it age well enough to still be relevant today? Uh, you know, there are multiple yeah. audiences for any, for any game. It's so. like when we were talking about Shadow of the Colossus in, in our Game of the Year stuff of like, it's a beautiful looking up res, but it didn't make it in any list because at the end of the day, that type of game doesn't play as well anymore of just like, 
large open fields with really nothing to do, yeah. going from boss to boss. And like giving context, you know, is the important thing. You're not going to like review it like you would have reviewed it when it came out. It's a review of, hey, this is how this game plays now, kind of knowing what you know about video games now versus, or what you expect from video games now versus at the time. Totally. Yeah. Um, we'll see here. How you doing on calls down there? We got one in the queue. All right. Ready to go. Hello, caller. What's your name and where are you calling from? You may want to unmute yourself. Hello. Hi, uh, my name is Danny. I'm calling from Virginia. Hello, Danny. It's been a long time. Uh, what's on your mind? Um, well, I got a new laptop uh, this weekend. I've been setting it up. It came with a code for Call of Duty Black Ops 4, so I've been playing that. And I started talking with a friend of mine about... Uh, with Activision losing Destiny or relinquishing or whoever, however that happened, we were wondering if uh, they, if Activision would try to turn Call of Duty into a live game. It's a good question. I think, uh, yeah, there's a lot of questions around. You know, where does Activision go from here? Uh, thanks for your call. Um, yeah, I think uh, a lot of the studios that you would have thought would have been working on new stuff for Activision became Call of Duty support studios, or in some cases, Destiny support studios. So you start to wonder what happens to them um, in, in the wake of this stuff. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I think uh, Call of Duty as a live game, I think, makes a lot, or Call of Duty as a service, uh, C O D A A S, uh, I think makes a ton of sense. Caught ass. Cadaz. The caudacity of yeah. um, keeping up with the Cadassians. No? No, that's already a thing. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. Um I think uh you know, just a service where it's like, hey, all the maps that you know and like are gonna stay in it and we're gonna continue to add more and continue to update this thing and, and iterate on it and add more guns and, and all this other stuff, I think makes sense. Um and I feel like that they've probably got some chart somewhere where they look at how much they sell of a game versus what they think they can make in a, in a free-to-play setting with cosmetics and, and, and all that other stuff driving it. And there's probably some point where one the, the sales line goes low enough to where it crosses some barrier. They're like, okay, pull the ripcord on fucking free-to-play Call of Duty. We're doing it. Uh, and, and then they go that route. Um, and I think this year with the presence of Blackout – uh, you know, a, a battle royale mode, I think like calls even more of their current structure into question because, you know, when they put out another call of duty game this October or November, will that other mode will, will blackout go away because it's in last year's game and everyone just moves on to the next disc and, and all that stuff's gone the same way maps are, or will they iterate on it? It's just, it's weird. Because you think about Fortnite, like it iterates every fucking nine, every nine days, there's another fucking 12 gigs to download for fucking Fortnite. Now that I'm running the Epic launcher more often, I am keenly aware of how, of how often it says like, yo, there's a Fortnite update. I'm like, yeah, no shit. Yeah. We added golf this time. I don't know. Fuck it. Hey, can I say a really quick pet peeve about the Fortnite or Epic launcher? I got a pet peeve about the Fortnite. I got a pet peeve you about the Fortnite. Not enough dancing. Hey, you know what really tilts my towers? Uh, the fucking... I get pop-ups because I get friend requests all the time on it. And your two options when you have a new fr- friend request 
is accept all friend requests or ignore all. <laughs> there is no go in like you have to go into your friends list and individual. It's a bad. It's a bad mint. Bad window. Uh, when I first launched it uh, for the first time in a long time, uh, when the store was getting ready to roll out, like the day before, uh, I had like 168 friend requests. Yeah, just accept all. But no, no, absolutely not. And a lot of them were empty. They had no names associated with them at all. So I don't even know what the fuck that was. Was it like someone who got banned? In yeah, their, or some uh, sort of hacker or something. Damn it. Hackers trying to get at my Fortnite account. But I've got all, the, all your V-Bucks. No, they can't have my V-Bucks. I need those. No, John Wick needs those. Oh, I fucked up. I bought the I bought the battle pass. Me too for season seven, and I think I played once, twice because I played it one round, and then we did the uh, the whatever creative mode thing. Yeah, once. is it over? I don't know. Okay, I haven't touched it since. I gotta get my skins. I gotta get my sexy Santa costume yeah. or whatever it is. I'm always trying to get skins. You know what I'm saying? Um, what was I talking about? That launcher needs some work. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Um, let's see. Um, but yeah, as, as far as Activision, yeah, Activision is weird. I don't know the, the, the Call of Duty stuff. Yeah. And I think the, the frustrating thing for me for Call of Duty this year is like, and, and this has been a problem that I think they've had for a while, but I think enough of the rest of the industry was still in the same boat that it was maybe more acceptable. Uh, but it's around their map pack stuff. Uh, I think I've said this before, but like, you know, there are two new maps out that came out as part of their season pass DLC. Um, and I own those as an owner of the fucking black ops pass or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, and they still are only playable in like private games or in a separate multiplayer hopper for those maps specifically. So if you want to play on those two maps, there's one or two hoppers that are specifically built for those. And if you just play team Deathmatch, you never see the new maps. Huh? Because that's for people who don't own the season pass. And yeah. eventually over time, they kind of roll that stuff in and, and all that other stuff. Uh, once they, I think they probably assume that the only people left playing are people that are season pass owners to where they can that, feel okay or at about that point, it. They're or? like not, they're losing so little money. Right. It's just about yeah. keeping them in the ecosystem anyway. Yeah. So it's, it, well, you know, I don't, I don't think they give the map packs away. They've never done that. It's been like in the hopper and then some back-end magic will be like, oh, you got separated from this oh, game because it tried to play on a map that you don't own. I see. Or or whatever it is. Uh, however, I think they've done it different ways over the years. Um, and it's frustrating to me as someone who paid for those maps that I have to go out of my way to see them. And, you know, like the matchmaking times are starting to get a little longer yep. in that game. That's weird. Uh, in a way that doesn't speak well for it and then when you go off into this season pass land uh where you only want to play on those two maps then it takes even longer and you're not getting full games it's launching not full uh and and it's not a good time uh and and so i think everyone else got away from selling maps for that very reason because it segregates the player base and it's a it's a bad scene so you know that's why battlefield went in the direction of selling fucking loot boxes like that that ended up being the bad answer to the 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 problem the legit problem of map packs and season passes segregating user bases is everyone was like well we'll give the maps away for free but we're going to make up that money on cosmetics or loot boxes or all this other stuff and then all of a sudden everything blew up in a way like oh i guess we can't do that either (sighs) okay and now everyone has to figure out a third thing uh, but Call of Duty is still on its first thing because it's a big enough franchise that they probably still sell enough of those season passes 
for it all to work. Um, but this is the year that that feels kind of like it's starting to feel broken. Um, both because the, the industry has kind of moved away from that model and because like the matchmaking times for those menu maps are like on the edge of acceptability and it's not getting better. If anything, I feel like the, the main hoppers are starting to get a little worse. Like I'm getting like games that are not full people quitting. Like it's just the game doesn't feel vibrant and alive the way that it maybe did three weeks ago doesn't feel as providing you as much of a service yeah yes how about a voicemail how about a voicemail all right let's hit it hi jeff hi ben this is ken from boston i'm uh i'm sitting in a mcdonald's parking lot i just got my uh my drive-thru order and uh i got about two fries out of the bag, so I placed them in my lap, started on a McChicken, and uh, halfway through that McChicken, I, I dropped my fries. They, <clears throat> not a single one in the large container survived. They're all on the ground. Driver's side seat. My question to you, do I eat them? Would you eat them? For context, I, I did vacuum my car today about Five hours ago. Yeah. Should I eat these? Thanks. So let me make sure I'm understanding this right. Yeah. They're fries from the night before. No. He goes to McDonald's, gets ordered to go from the drive-thru, places the, uh, his order. He spills He them. said, I got about two fries. About two fries. <laughs> Uh, placed him on his lap, started eating McChicken, spilled him all over his floor of his car that he had vacuumed five hours previously. Got it. Okay. So freshly vacuumed, but does he eat them off the floor of mm-hmm. the car? Driver's side seat. Mm, I don't know. Anything that's close, close. Anything that's close to the foot zone? Yeah. No. Anything that fell down the side? Anything that is between your feet and the seat in that area, kind of maybe still on the floor mat, but not where you normally put your feet, maybe. That's kind of a yellow zone. But I think the red zone's got to be near where your feet go because you're grinding your feet into that floor mat all the time. Vacuuming's only going to get you big fuzzies and stuff like that, but like dirt and mud. If I go up to a gigantic piece of shit and try to vacuum it, it's going to maybe remove some of it, but it's still a piece of shit. Here's... What I would it's suggest. not really relevant to this, but I just felt like I should get that out there. You can eat any fry that has landed partially on another fry. If only one end of the fry is touching the ground, you can pluck that end off and eat the rest of the fry. Because they can't all have fallen just completely, you know, I imagine like a bit of a pile. Right, yeah. You're going to get... I'd say 33% of those fries, I think, probably are safe They to didn't eat. touch anything. Yeah. They're probably just touching other fries. Yeah, and that's totally fine. Eating off of something that fell on the ground, totally acceptable. Eating off the ground, you're a monster. I dropped a part of a cookie on my carpet uh, in, inside the house, at home mm-hmm. and ate it. Is this a major traffic area? Foot traffic? Eh, probably. Mm. So what's the difference there? Uh, it's usually socked feet, which is maybe not better. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna say that's better. Also, it, it, it was my, it was, it was uh, in, it was near. My wife would have stepped there more than I would have. Okay, I would say also. Uh, and, and some she, people are just into that. 
Right. Exactly. Uh, by the way, we ran a poll in the chat. <clears throat> Eat the fries wins. 83 to 48. Okay. Uh, please call back and let us know if you ate the fries. Yeah, please. I hope they're still not sitting in your car because this call was from a while ago. I got uh, an email. What? I, I tweeted on the internet. This show doesn't take emails. I, I tweeted on the internet something about I had a, a mishap at a major fast food chain uh, that shall remain nameless uh, where I went to try to order a breakfast food at the drive through and oh yeah uh, and uh they got the order incorrect after me trying to order it five different ways uh they finally seemed like they understood what i was trying to get and then i got a sandwich that was just bun with nothing in it just the most mad why would anyone ever want that that's just that i died if i explicitly if that's what they thought i was ordering then i could see why they were so fucking confused if i explicitly said i want a sandwich with just the buns and nothing in the middle i would still get mad if they gave me that I'm like, why would you sell this? So I, uh, so I received an email from the public relations firm representing said fast food brand. Mm-hmm. And I just I hate this so much. The, the brands have to stop. Why? What? What about it? They just need to ease. Okay. Hi, Jeff. I'm reaching out on behalf of my client, major fast food chain, as we caught your tweet about your breakfast sandwich experience. We love that you take your own personal spin on the breakfast delight, but don't love that you didn't end up with your special order. It was for my wife, by the way. It was for my wife. (laughs) We'd love to send you a little something to help ensure that you have another shot at your breakfast item. If you're interested, please let me know the best shipping address for you. I did you they got an order wrong? No. No, should I? That's my question. Should I? Hmm. Leave a voicemail. Let us know what do you think? (sighs) So the brands are they're out of control yeah well i mean think about think about the expectation now of being a brand with a digital presence and like how you have to be quirky and funny so so like people in like government agencies and like real ass businesses are lucky because it's like you're just buttoned down just do normal ass tweets and Facebook yeah. posts and, you know, the just don't fuck up. But like right. if you're a restaurant or, you know, like just every everyone, no, anyone who can afford to not be serious online has to be like, we've got a funny Twitter because why else would the fuck would you follow us? Right. And the fact that they just have teams monitoring every tweet. Yeah. Looking for influencers. Yeah. That's the part that actually I think is is the, the creepiest part of it is that feeling of like, oh, I'm eligible for this like slightly better but creepier level of treatment because I have followers on Twitter. Jeff, we looked at your uh, clout and it says here that you're qualified to eat the sandwich. <laughs> what do you think? Send me the sandwich. Great. That's what we like to hear here at restaurant. Yeah. 
There's a Seb Mall here in the chat saying, I should get mine. I should live the Dan Reichert lifestyle. Oh. I will never live the Dan Reichert lifestyle. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's crossing the line. Um, Brad Brains, Brad Brains with a more sensible, they are a billion dollar corporation. Take the free coupons. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. In that, in that context, it makes some, some more sense. But I just, I don't know. People should be able to complain about shit without having like a brand. Well, what I guess most people can. It's just it was a, it's a creepy exchange. Yeah, I think that's a creepy exchange. It, uh, it makes I could see you know, not us, but I could very clearly see how this would make somebody fall into that influencer mindset of this just like this happening. And kind of elevating them above. Remember, did you see that like panel from I think TwitchCon, where it was the guy who was like, there was a question about you know something about your followers. He's like, oh, I see myself as well above my followers. Right. I could just see where that mindset comes from. It comes from you know brands reaching out and offering special treatment like this and making you think I my oh when I do a tweet, everyone's looking at it. It's worth ten of your tweets. Yeah. It's an it's an unfortunate. It's something that. Uh, Do you watch either of those fire festival documentaries? No, I don't think I can. It's there's some. Re- it's just really good influencers being upset at what was happening to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I should watch it then. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, and and maybe that's just like how I am wired differently than some of the people that you're talking about. Is that those types of interactions and perks? make me feel dirty inside that it was just like i was just you know fucking funning around on twitter complaining about a situation uh i don't need a pr person for said brand reaching out to me directly via my email which also the answer is that the pr firm uh for this brand also uh represents a Major gaming uh, console manufacturer. Oh. Hand, sli- console, let's say console slash handheld hybrid <laughs> manufacturer. Oh. Um, so I'm guessing that my email was already in some database for that. Um, talking about the N-Gage? Yeah, that's the one. Uh, Axel Manana. I read that as Axel Mania for a second. Got really excited. Uh, if I complain about Giant Bomb on Twitter, will CBSI send me a free Alex Navarro? No, but Matt Rory will send you um, some dusty old book. Yeah. From a box. That's right. We got a box of books. That's not true. Don't tweet no, us. That's not, no, that's not. Or you will end up with. I don't even know what. Jeffrey got someone on the line. All right, great. I love it. Let's talk to him. I'm sorry. I'm I'm loving it. <laughs> Hello caller. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Do you love it? All right. Well, we'll I have another one lined up. So All right. Let's dip back in a sec. Okay. Uh, Black Lagoon asks, at least it's not directly relating to your job. Wasn't Microsoft offering expedited 360 red ring repair to journalists back in the day? Yes. Yes, they were. Uh, there was a separate. Oh, weird. Yeah. Like, you know, in, in terms of like, hey, what would you rather have? Um, would you rather make sure that these people get their Xboxes fixed quickly 
or would you rather have them writing negative articles about the red ring Xbox replacement process? Like they set up a separate, like, Hey, if you're running any trouble, Hey, if you happen to run any problems, here's an email address. You can run to, which that's not, that part of it is not uncommon for like, Hey, uh, here, you know, you have a contact, you can contact the company if you're having an issue or something like that. Uh, but the red ring thing being as prevalent as it was is where it started to feel a little weird. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily like a hotline. It was more like, Hey, we can, we can get that thing replaced for you if you run into some issues. Uh, which, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think we're, we'll ever have a console again with that level of a, like, cause that was infamous. That was like, right. Everyone either had it happen or knew somebody who had it happen. It wasn't like, you know, their PS3 had the blue or yellow PS, light of yellow. Yeah, like, yeah. and there's, you know, Joy-Con desync issues and right. stuff, but nothing like, if I was to point to one thing, it was the red ring. Yeah. I don't. Uh, and the, the the maybe the crazier thing about the red ring stuff is that when it comes up now, I think most people go like, "Oh yeah, right." Yeah. Like the Xbox 360 was so, like such a solid platform for games that it seems like a lot of people kind of let that fall by the wayside. You kind of have to bring it up and be like, "Oh right, yeah, I guess it was super fucked there for a while, huh?" But I guess that generation lasted so long and they eventually did correct the issue uh, that it didn't leave a huge stain on that generation for Microsoft the way you might think. Like, you know, the, the, re- okay. the reasons people didn't buy an Xbox One at launch didn't have anything to do with the red ring. Yeah. Maybe that's actually more damning about the stuff that was wrong with the Xbox One at launch. Uh, I don't know. Um, we got a new... Oh, you got a... Oh. You got a, you got a yeah. I got a caller lined up? Okay, great. Let's let's hear it. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you? Hi, this is Alex calling from Massachusetts. Hey Alex, what's uh what's your question? What's on your mind? So I was wondering if a major TV network, let's say CBS, mm-hmm, okay, that's uh, greenlit a video game show. What kind of show would you want to see? Like a competition show, lots of esports? documentaries well i guess like what's the goal is it is the goal to make a tv show that i would watch or is the goal to make a successful tv show because they're definitely two different things (laughs) yeah so i feel like i would want to see a competition game show but it would probably be uh influencer tv Mm -hmm. yeah yeah All all right jeff let's say you have like total creative control and they want your vision of what a video game tv show is uh yeah th- uh, thanks for your call i it, it's it's uh it's 60 minutes but video games <laughs> yeah i mean like a serious interview yeah. thing yeah it's, it's uh it's a it's a more serious approach to video game content uh but i think like, there are multiple ways to do it like like because me personally i don't know that i need a show that's like let's get hype about what's coming out yeah uh because that's everywhere that's all over the internet that's that is the entire the entire I'm going to say like 80% you watch UPF yeah, for that. There you go. 80% of the internet is now devoted to getting you excited about a thing you can buy. Uh, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, we don't, we don't, I don't necessarily need a, need a TV show for that. Um, 
and but but at the same time i think that that's you know that's maybe a, an approach that would work of just like hey the hottest upcoming here's the hottest previews and reviews you know you're kind of like magazine format uh you know not too far off from something like the way x play was you know they're trying to do like news some previews some interviews like a little bit of everything um is probably what i would do because if you're trying to fill up a show every week, some week there are no reviews, so you need to do this. Some week there's no heavy topic to weigh in on in an interview, so you do more of this. So that flexibility, I think, would be useful. Um, but I don't know that it's necessarily like the most engaging TV show. I, I, I've, I've really, as someone who spent a very long time, like a, a solid part of my career was like, there was a part in the back of my mind that was like, we're going to get this on fucking television someday and then you'll see some shit. Um, that seems like the, the, just the worst, <laughs> uh, the, the, the idea of getting it onto television. Like maybe you reach a more mainstream audience, but maybe you don't anymore. Yeah. You know, like the, the mainstream audience for video games, you know, they're, they're on the internet. They're seeing shit on YouTube as it is like, you know, like the, do you really reach that many more people by having a video game show on television or, or would the only people who would watch a video game show that was on television, are they already getting information about games somewhere else? Um, so I don't know. The like video game thing on TV seems like less interesting than maybe it did even five years ago. Mine would just be one versus a hundred rebranded as Fortnite, the TV show. Okay, yeah, that'd probably do well. Yeah, if uh, CBS, if you're listening, uh, I think they legally Let me own, just open oh, the door and yell it down the hall. No, they, they heard you. Don't worry, and they legally own that idea now because you said it on oh, company time. Fuck. So good going. Well, at least let me put my dance in there. Nope. The Ben Pack Boogie. Nope. They, uh, they, uh, they're they they happy to take your pitch for the dance, but... They, I did, I did they, also invent the dance using CBS property, so... Yeah, okay, well... I guess they technically own my dance, too. Yep, and that's their dance. It's their dance. Um, Dr. M to the J says, Did you see that video of PT recreated in the Dreams beta? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, ignoring that it broke NDA, that was pretty cool, huh? <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like I've now seen a bunch of different uh, screenshots and little clips of stuff from that very much NDA Dreams beta, like people just posting stuff around. Uh, and that thing looks cool. I was already pretty sold on the concept uh, back at E3. So, you know, I don't know. It, it looks like I expected it would look, I guess. Um I hope that thing comes out soon. I would like to see people start making wild shit with it and see how it goes. Uh, Nanami's egg uh, says Oscar Meyer is hiring drivers for the Wienermobile. Should I apply to drive the Wienermobile? That was was our first caller. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say use that contextual information. Then I'm going to say yes, probably. I don't know. Um, You see the world or at least America. That's right. Uh, you, know? you get out there and I wonder what the inside of the Wienermobile is like. If it's like a trailer or like an RV, does it hold hot dogs? Do you like? Does it go places and serve hot dogs like a food truck would? I'm gonna get. To I the, think it does. Take it. Keep doing your thing. Yeah. And get okay. To the bottom of this. I think it does. So I, you know, it, it probably is a lot like hot dogs inside there. 
Uh, Tugga asks, is anyone on Staff Blade Skater XL? Yeah, I've messed with it. Uh, we were thinking about, I was looking at it thinking like, oh, we'll do a video with it or something like that. But it's so, it just seems so slight right now in early it's access. Very early access. That it, uh, yeah, it seemed like uh, something that we'd probably hold off on. Maybe that's like a UPF thing because that can be a short segment. Just kind of check it out uh, real quick like. In 1988, Oscar Mayer launched his Hot Dogger program, where recent college graduates were hired to drive the Wienermobile through various parts of the nation. It's not saying about. I don't think they had hot dogs in it. Maybe they show up places and then acquire hot dogs locally when they get somewhere, and then it's served that way. So there are six full-sized Wienermobiles and five food truck sized the wiener mini the wiener rover the wiener cycle and the wiener drone okay wiener drone oh god wiener drones end quote here says i have been to Bauhaus in vancouver and it's bullshit white people rip off food that sounds like vancouver. that's the the uve bowl restaurant yeah, yeah i'm looking up i'm looking it up uh that's exactly what i expected it would be so yeah Sounds about right. Um, yeah, it looks bullshit. The restaurant? Yeah. Yeah, I bet. It's like, you know, some smears on a plate and one thing that yeah. looks edible. Fuck that. Uh, Komodo asks, have you ever seen Gamesville? It was a UK show from the mid-2000s. It was very embarrassing and crap. <laughs> I haven't. Uh, no, I have not. There's. It seems like there's a, just a uh, cavalcade of video game TV shows that were only on in the UK that you really can't see that I would love to watch now. Yeah. Like was it like games master or what? I don't, I don't, I don't even know the names of a lot of them, but like none of that stuff ever made it over here. I would love to see fucking late teens, British people talking about Amiga games. Uh, I live for that. Talking their aloe, aloe strats. That's right. Yes. Huckleberry hound in Hollywood. Review seventy eight percent, Governor. That's what they. That's probably what they said. Well, you know, like a British seven is like an American five. Eh, it might be a little. It's, I'd say like a British seven is more like an American two. <laughs> uh, Got him. Boom. <laughs> uh, Brad brains again saying with Kingdom Hearts three coming out after four, fourteen years after Kingdom Hearts two, has any sequel lived up to the hype? For you that had that large of a gap between games. I can't think of another game that's had that large of a gap between games. I mean, it's been a 14-year gap since Kingdom Hearts 2, but there have been like a thousand Kingdom Hearts games between them, right? Like, it's yeah. not necessarily... I'll just tell you like a little more broadly for long-awaited sequel sequels. <clears throat> Squeakles. Squeakles. Uh, shit, man. I don't know. Yeah. I guess like Half-Life 2 Episode 2... There was a long time between right. those. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Um, yeah. Hmm. Uh, I'm Duke Nukem Forever. That that lived up to the hype for you? Yeah. I could see it. I played through the entirety of that game. Me too. It's very dull. It's not good. It's just very boring. Yeah. It's like it's... It here's a bad 3D platforming. Right. And and a character that just kind of doesn't really work anymore anyway, and it's just it's sad. It's more sad than ang- angering. It's just people in the chat saying Doom. That's more of a reboot than a sequel. 
Right. I'm going to say that's not quite in the spirit of yeah. the question. I was going to say like syndicate, but that's again, not really a, a sequel. Um, yeah. The, so someone, uh, someone ported quake two or did a, a quake two mod that replaces all of it. It's all ray traced. Like all the graphics what? are ray traced. So, uh, so I went down a fucking weird road over the weekend where I almost spent a bunch of fucking money uh, after watching this. These videos, they look fucking good. When you go look, it's like, man, Quake 2, not quite at the stable frame rate you wish it was, but sure. also like the ray tracing, like it looks impressive. The lighting looks really fucking cool. Like all the surfaces look really good. Uh, and that's like supposed to be the point of ray tracing. And I had this fucking sick moment where I was like, I should get a new graphics card and play quake two on it, which is fucking dumb. Yeah. Wow. I'm looking at like a side by side video and this is really cool. Yeah. It's really cool, but it almost sold me a fucking new graphics card and it's cool. It's not that cool. It's not fucking cash in. I think it it got me down the road of like, I think I have a bunch of credit card reward points that I forgot about. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what if I just b- blew all those on a graphics card? Oh, um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Will House saying, well, what do you think about Harold Baines making the Hall of Fame? Sure. Why not? Yeah. I don't know who that is, but he's a baseball player. He deserves it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Ottoman six seven three says there's a hot dog drone at my local hockey team's home games and it's fucking wild. I I don't know that I'm ready for this, honestly. <laughs> food drones, yeah, like food drones in hockey arenas and like flying around enclosed spaces like that to deliver food. Like that seems like the sensible first test outing for this concept. But I don't, I just don't know that I am like mentally prepared for that. I, I that I want to see that. Have you heard about the Japanese drone drug wars? No. There, so like criminals started transporting drug packages via drone in Japan. Okay. So police started working on net guns and stuff to shoot down, and then the fuck yeah, the drug dealers started working on like anti net gun tech to try and deal with the. It's just like escalating into a war, and like they reached out to the police department for a statement. They're like, honestly, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet. Um. What the fuck is anti-net gun tech? I don't know. Like maybe some sort of sensor like that can detect a net detects coming a net and, gun and, and like then it's go got a, like, yeah, like straight move. up in the air or something or like, you know. Sharper blades. Yeah. Just really big propellers with machetes. Yeah. There you go. Paul W. Graham says, okay, you're not down with drones, but how about hot pizza vending machines? Something about that really mm, weirds me I'd out. I'd rather too. have a drone. I'd rather have a drone. Yeah. Because <laughs> I like the, the drone is presumably delivering human prepared food. <laughs> I don't know why I'm such a stickler. I don't know. There's just something about a pizza vending machine that just doesn't seem right to me. I'm sure it's fine. And I'm, I'm I would definitely try t- it. If I saw one, I would be like, I'm going to try this out. You can't tip a drone to bring you a 40 on the way. So it's just like, what, what even, what's even the goal anymore? Yeah, I guess that's, I guess that's true. 
It's what Uber Eats is for, I guess. <laughs> the, whatever, they'll be drones in three years. Uh, yeah. We're all going to be drones all in be, three yeah, years, that's right. Jeff. Not us. We're not replaceable. <laughs> hey, Jeff, I think we do enough droning as it is. Oh, you got that right. <laughs> Why don't we drone on here for another uh, voicemail? Uh, hey, Ben and Jeff. I'm out here uh, just vaping and drinking some swamis. <laughs> but I've been playing near Automata for the first time after hearing you guys all talk about it for years and i think you left out the double jump from this game because it feels pretty sweet but it's got me thinking about robots and robots that made me sad and i just want to know what do you think are some of the robots best robots in gaming i have to go with legion myself when i saw him sacrifice himself on the paragon path in mass effect 3 i cried like a little bitch all right keep it fresh Vape it up. Vape Nation. Uh, <laughs> uh, best robots. Best robots. Chibi, Chibi Robo. All right. Rob. Cute. Rob the robot. Um, He's your robot he operating he buddy. Best. I like Rob. I think Rob looks cool. Uh, who was? It's not Rob's fault. The games he worked with were not good. Oh, somebody in the chat just got it. HK forty seven. Yeah, that one comes up all the time. Yeah. Um, I like a robot with a with a, that's a little bit of a smart ass. Well, you're in luck because that's. Uh, let's talk about claptrap. <laughs> He's just dabbing. Yeah, look at him. This claptrap dabbing his fucking Uh-oh, ass off. Claptraps going to the medieval. T- uh, Claptrap doesn't carry a USB stick. Claptrap is the USB stick. Oh, there's a lot. Do you think it was a? Do you think it was a? Cla- oh I, my god! Because I'll tell you, I have a Claptrap USB stick. I know they exist. It was. <laughs> um. All right. Error one three five five says strange real rules. You ever played any of the Ace Combat games? Are you familiar with the strange with I, the strange reel? I have not played a minute of any H H, H Combat. H it's Combat, a different H series. Combat. H Combat is a very different series, yeah, it's but Steam. it's still good. <laughs> Tell me about the strange reel. Uh, it is the story. It is the universe in which the Ace Combat story takes place. I am not super familiar with it, um, but it is the kind of quiet anime story. That happens alongside all these fucking jets shooting the shit out of each other. Uh, have you seen the picture of the dog? Uh, yeah. It's very good. The picture of yes. the dog. Holy shit. The, the picture shit. of the dog in Ace Combat 7. It's not even the same dog in the different angles. Hey. It's a, it's a very good dog. Um, I want to play Ace Combat 7. I think I'm going to play it on PC when it comes out there. Um. Uh, Ottoman six seven three just linked me to a thing I'm not going to click on. Uh, that is, he says it's a. Uh, I already clicked on that. Oh, okay, it's a claptrap charging hub that apparently yells at you while you charge your phone. That sounds abysmal. A unique item dropped by Think Geek. Abysmal. Claptrap wrote a song just for you. Are you ready to hear it? Are you ready to feel its funky, fresh beat flow oh, through God. your phalanges? Okay, then here it goes. Wub 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 
etc., etc. Do you ever like to think geek? <laughs> I try not to. I feel like the minute you've written down the term funky fresh, you should probably have like you should probably receive a talking to or some kind of thing that's like hey don't like even if you're punishment even if you're trying to write something that's like deliberately corny like that doesn't even work for that anymore (laughs) that's how fucking over the line dumb it is i got the funky fresh just just don't just don't do it uh brinty a few people asked about this uh but uh, brinty is the the most recent and so brinty receives the credit uh, did you see any of that uh, H-Bomber guy stream? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I watched a little bit of it. Yeah. That's it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, you could get me to watch a DK64 video any day of the week, especially when it's raising money for charity. Yeah. No, that seemed like a, a solid cause for sure. Uh, and and he raised a whole lot. It was like 350000 or something. It, was, something. it ended up being a whole lot of money, which is cool. Uh, I did not catch it. I was not. Uh, I was kind of in and out over the weekend, and, and not necessarily in front of a computer all that frequently. Um, so I did not see it for myself. Um, I don't know. It sounds like people got all excited about it. It, it, it was like uh, what, what's her, uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez? Yep, uh, Cortez. She uh, dropped in. She dropped in for a, a little bit, and, and you know, like I, I, I made a joke. apparently talked about Pokemon Snap. Yeah, I talked about the N64, you know, and I, I, I made a joke about it because it's easy to joke on the internet about current events, but like, yes, it, until the brands write you like having, you know, there's something novel to the idea of having elected officials coming into office that are like the same age group as me and have reverence for a lot of the same things as me. Like, you know, I don't think gamer representation is a real <laughs> thing that has needed to actually be an issue it's a natural thing by virtue of you know people aging into the ages where they start to hold offices like having grown up in this society yeah hearing an elected official talk about pokemon snap and and the n64 as a whole is just like a cool novel thing that kind of made me think like oh it was there hasn't been a lot of positive political news lately Sure. So hearing something like this was a nice little way to kind of yeah. cheer things I up. I feel like I never got my version of that for the games that I was into growing up. Like yeah. there was no, like no one was talking about, you know, the the NES. There, there wasn't someone who was just. Peter Pepper. Yeah. No one was like, hey, man, Mr. Do. I'm running on my Mr. Do platform. Uh you know, so yeah, I feel like it kind of got skipped over or brought up in the context of, hey, this guy embezzled a bunch of money to buy Steam games um, or, or whatever. Um, I think I got reelected, by the way. Great. great. I, I had to look him up after we talked about him. Yeah. Yeah, he's still serving. Well, um, gamer representation. <laughs> Rise up. Uh, Footmunch asks, was a claptrap always horrible? There were parts of Borderlands 1 where he wasn't, right? You're right. Borderlands yeah. 1 was like, yeah, like the ramp up on all that was fine. I think Borderlands 1 is generally uh, a good game, and I feel like it strikes an okay balance on and the humor stuff. Even even parts of 2, like yes, Claptrap's birthday of, party. I yes, think there, was are, like there are elements fun. of 2 that are like, yeah, good little bits. Um, but I think Borderlands 2 over the course of it is where like it just became very internet referency and just kind of not fun anymore. Um, 
so yeah, I guess I'm just gonna have to run for office and just talk a lot about Mr. Do, the good Mr. Do games, Mr. Do, Mr. Do's Castle, and that's it. That's it. Not Mr. Do's Wild Ride. Not good. It's not great. It's also not good. Oh, I probably wouldn't talk about Neo, Mr. Do. What? Yeah, it's not great. It's no Mr. Do. I like Dig Dug. I could run on a platform of Mappy. Now that's a cop we can trust. No? What about probably doesn't work. Do Run Run? Do Run Run is not great. Okay. It's not great. Yeah. Because of the video game crash of 1983, the manufacturer of Mr. Do games went out of business and no further Mr. Do games have appeared. There was a Mr. Do Laserdisc game in development at one point. Uh, or that was like referenced on a flyer. And I don't know that any, and maybe it never actually existed and was just kind of conceptual or something. But there was a lot of Mr. Do stuff that we just never got to see. And it's sad. Uh, there goes Mr. Do. Yep. The company that made Mr. Do is still in business. Really? Yeah. They make uh, gambling stuff now. Oh. Uh, I think it's going to do it for us here. Unless you got anything down there. Like one uh, more voicemail, something like that. Or... Do I have a short one? Yeah. Just, uh, let's get one more voicemail. There we go. All right. Hey, Aftermath. This is Nathan from Olympia, Washington. What is your favorite game show? Supermarket Sweep. Press your luck. Did you watch that documentary about that guy? Yeah. Yeah, that was good. It was good. That guy, Ja Rule. Rule. <laughs> yeah, I did watch that one. Uh, All right, everybody. Uh, have a great week. We'll be back next week with more. Uh, in the meantime, I recommend you go play some Mr. Do. Yeah, you think it holds up? I know it holds up. We'll see you next week with more. <laughs>